eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Have you gotten wrong with What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker and Patrick Brown coming to you from Williams-Brice Stadium in Columbia, South Carolina, where the fifth-ranked Tennessee football team had its national championship hopes done and dusted uh, in a game that I don't think any of us uh, saw coming, not, not in the way that it did anyway. I don't think there's any way uh, that anyone could have been prepared for the possibility of South Carolina 63, Tennessee 38 um, it, it's a Pat. I got to tell you, it, it's um, it, to me what happened in that football game tonight was almost you're stretching to the maximum the possibility of losing all the goodwill that seemed impossible to 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 uh, to to lose. It, it was a a bad 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 situation. It it was it started poorly. It got a little bit better, and then it got a lot worse, and then Hendon Hooker got hurt. So I don't even know what's worse than worse. It was bad. Yeah, Wes. I mean, it's one thing if you have a, you know, you have so much riding, even after you, you lose to Georgia, and, and the tone after that game was, you know, we're gonna do what we can and see where see where it ends up in terms of still having <clears throat> big things and, and making the playoff. And that's been out there. Tennessee's been number five, um, and. Yeah, to to lose if you lost it on like a last second field goal or something like that, that's one thing. But to lose it, I mean, they still got they've still got the the score posted up here at Williams Rice Stadium, sixty three thirty eight to a team that lost by thirty last week. Didn't score an offensive touchdown. I mean, uh, this is why they play the games. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't think anybody saw this coming. We, we drove over here Friday night, and I, I told you I was like, I just got a weird feeling that you know, everybody's picking Tennessee to win, name their score. I'm like those South Carolina guys, they're gonna have anything to lose. They're they're gonna you know bounce you know they're better than what they showed last week, and uh, but uh, nobody saw this coming. And, and you, if you're Tennessee, you hope that it's just it, it's one of those bad days in the long run. I had zero inkling that anything like this was going to happen. If, if I had any idea that anything – I mean, honestly, it, it, I'm not going to say that the possibility of Tennessee losing this game never entered my mind, but uh, We've it, seen Tennessee. it really didn't. It really didn't. Like, the, this team had done so much throughout the season that, that you could sort of throw away that whole battered ball syndrome, the put your cup right. on for Tennessee. These guys, they, they didn't just beat Florida. They didn't just beat – 
Alabama. They did it in the same season. Uh, they went to LSU, played one of what is the best teams in college football right now, and absolutely annihilated it. Allowed only 12 points, I believe, or 13, 13. Po- 13 points in that game. Uh, and then tonight, a quarterback, Spencer Rattler, who entered this game with eight touchdown passes and nine interceptions, like went into a phone booth and came out as Superman. I mean, some of those passes he completed tonight, unbelievable passes. We have a really good view from up here in the press box. I'm not diminishing anything. I'll get to that in a minute. I'm just saying I I feel like you can't just – put blame on people without giving credit to people who actually do something. I think games are are won more than they are lost, generally speaking. Uh, and he played winning football tonight. He played out of his mind. He, he was, for one night, at least one night only, he was the player that everybody thought he was going to be coming out of high school. He was unbelievable. Some of those throws tonight, you couldn't throw the ball. You couldn't hand it to them any better, 30, 40 yards downfield. Right. But – but uh, Tennessee, and I've I've got this line in my column that I have, haven't published yet. Tennessee tried man, it tried zone, it tried pressure, it tried sitting back, it tried everything except for covering and tackling. Because no matter what Tennessee did, it did not cover, it did not tackle, it it, it was considering the circumstances about as bad as a performance from a single like group at Tennessee as I can remember, with everything on the line to come out and do that, there are no excuses. There are no – you cannot sugarcoat it. You cannot couch it. That was – It was a disaster. It was, a, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was about as bad as it gets it on the football field. It was a complete field. and utter disaster, Wes. There's no you, – you, you, can't, um, you, you can't say anything good about it. You can't be like, well, no, there's no well but. There's yeah. no but. Um, and, and it's unfortunate because this defense has been better this season. Yep. Um, I know Tim Banks had his detractors coming into this game. Willie Martinez did as well. Um, but they had come into this game averaging, uh, giving up 22 points a game. Their last four opponents, I think they had held them all under 400 yards. That includes Georgia, who was pretty good on offense. Um, but <laughs> this one's going to be held against... This team, this defense, and, and this staff, this this defensive embarrassment, um, and beyond the fact that it will, it should. Right. I mean, it's it's everybody saw it happen. Um, everybody knows that. I mean, South Carolina didn't score an offensive touchdown last week. Spencer Rattler's been a huge disappointment this season. Um, they're ready to run the offensive coordinator out on the rails here. They still might. I mean, we, we joked a few minutes ago that uh, South, you know, South Carolina will probably go to Clemson next week, look like crap, and then they'll fire Marcus Satterfield anyway. I think some South Carolina fans might be a little bit angry that this <laughs> this this enhances the and, possibility that I mean, he comes back just, because he is reviled here. Uh, it, it's If you would have said at some point, going back, you know, they gave up a bunch of yards to Florida back in September, right? If you would have said down the stretch, like, that pass defense is going to cost them big time. You would have been like, okay, yeah, I can see that. If you would have sure. said it would have cost them at South Carolina, maybe they thought, no way. Um, and, and that's, you know, Tennessee has had seasons um, with a lot on the line come here and lost. I think of 1992, uh, the two point conversion. I think of 2016, yep. Butch Jones, when that, that team was uh, controlled its own destiny in the East and came here and lost to Jake Bentley, who was uh, making his second start. Um, weird stuff apparently happens when Tennessee plays this game. Um, and, uh, like I said, no one, no one saw this coming, and, and it's just it's baffling that, that they played that badly. Uh, against this offense. And if you're wondering why we haven't mentioned the, the Hendon Hooker injury yet, 
in terms of specifics, it's because we don't have them. If Tennessee has them right now, they are not releasing them. Uh, they are. They said, Josh Eipel said he is going to be evaluated when they get back to Knoxville. I imagine that would be sometime in the morning, and they'll, they'll take a look at it then and see, see where things are if they don't already know. Um, but regardless, we'll have more on that later. But I, I, I want to be careful how I put this because there are two very different streams of, of thought about this game. One of them is in the here and now. It is what happened on defense in this game. Uh, it was atrocious and almost to the point where I don't want to say a head needs to be on a spike, but something's got to happen. You cannot in that moment in this game with everything on the line against that team do that. That's thought number one in my mind. Number two is about Hendon Hooker and how Tennessee deserved to lose this game. Hendon Hooker does not at all deserve an injury. That is, that is, if it is as bad as it maybe looked like it was, that is as cruel a conclusion to a career uh, as I can remember. It, it, it's 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 not. It, it's one of those things that you go, "Why is life the way it is?" Sometimes because yeah. nothing about that young man has ever led anyone to believe that anything like that was was not. I don't even I don't even want to say justified. But it's just so beyond the realm of possibility that something like that in your mind that it could happen. And it's, you know, it was a freak deal. Non-contact, turf gives way as he's trying to make a move. I mean, um, the, the the tone post-game, you know, Heupel didn't have a conversation. We didn't have an update. We talked to Jerome Carvin. We talked to Latrell Bumpus. We talked to uh, Princeton Fant. Uh, and Carvin said it was the worst thing I've, I've ever seen on the field. Um, uh, this guy just means so much to his teammates. He's so, alo- uh, so loved and so adored. Um, he, he is almost, uh, it's not fair to say he's single-handedly responsible for Tennessee being at this point this quickly under Josh Heupel, but uh, you, the, the list of guys, he's at the top of it, and I don't know who's second, but it's a distant second, very distant second. Um, that guy's been everything that, that's right about college football. He's been a great player. He's been fun to watch, um, and you know you hope it's not bad. It looked bad. The tone was very somber after the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that, that, that was the that just made this whole night even worse for Tennessee as, as bad as it was and um, you know they, they have to pick themselves off the mat now um, you know you, you, you try to think like okay even if they go and, and beat Vanderbilt next week with Joe Milton and, and get into the Sugar Bowl I mean everybody going into the season would have taken 10 and 2 but it's like you're the way, kinda, it, the way it happened. You're kind of now. You almost would be like you're kind of left wanting because this team had the top four. You know, was in, in a good situation. I think if they had won out, they would be in really good shape uh, to have been in the college football playoff and play for a national title. Um, that's not happening now, and um, it, it's tough to process it. I think as a Tennessee fan, and, and it should be. And, and Josh Heupel said as much about his team after the game that this should hurt. This should motivate you. This should piss you off. Um, that you had what you had on the line, and you came here and, and played this badly. Um, and and he, you know, there was no throwing under the bus. He said, you know, we got to coach better, we got to play better. I think everybody knows that. To your point about the defense and heads on spikes, um, I don't think it's an out-of-bounds question to, to wonder. Um, and I think what has to be the, the question is, was this just a bad night, or was this something that makes you um, – do you have to change your approach with who your, your coaches are? Do you have to change your approach personnel-wise and, and overhaul some things, um, particularly in the secondary, which has been, you know, it's been their biggest weakness all season. Yes. 
Um, and and we've, we've talked on this podcast countless times, when would it cost them? How much would it cost them? And, again, we, we no one ever would have thought it would have been this team, this South Carolina team that's been so miserable uh, on offense. And, and Rattler made a bunch of big-time throws, and, and Josh Heupel talked during the week on his radio show on ball calls. Can't let the quarterback get hot. He was hot from the start. He was in rhythm. He was making all the throws that made him a Heisman Trophy favorite early last season. So, um, yeah, I mean, just just a brutal night. I mean, and the hooker injury on top of it is just just makes it even worse. Uh, and you hate to see it because of what he's meant to this program and how much everybody loves him. I know I'll speak for myself. Great to interact with him. Oh yeah, um, you you cannot ask for a more pleasant human being to be right. around. Um, so it's just it's it's difficult that that it came to this, and, and you're hoping it's not as bad. Um, but certainly the tone did not give anyone the warm and fuzzies after the game. And before we go to break, I'll say this. If you want to cling to any possibility, there was a time last season where it looked like Hendon Hooker had a really, really bad injury. Ole Miss game, right. And he somehow, some way, came back like immediately uh, the next week and was, and was able to play. So uh, it's happened before. You know, sometimes uh, things just happen and they're not as bad as you think, but – um, it, it, it's and you think about w- with his his career and he's already got the age that, that that gives some scouts cause for pause in their minds and now if he's injured on top of that uh, at that point it, it it becomes a real like a financial <laughs> uh, prop you know it, it, it hurts you a lot financially with your chances to to do some things uh, at the next level at least with your first contract and all that so you just hope that it doesn't come to that. Obviously, we'll have more uh, on that when we have it, and we'll get it to you as soon as we can. But right now, as the time we're recording this, we don't have it. Uh, There's a lot of answers we don't have right now, (laughs) and and I think we need to get them. Um, But that's right there uh, near the top of the list, obviously. So we're going to step away for just a second, pay some bills, listen to product services, in-house ads, et cetera, and then we'll be right back here on the Go Boss 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today.
Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. Wes Rucker and Patrick Brown coming to you from williams Bryce Stadium in Columbia, South Carolina, where Tennessee, uh, fifth-ranked Tennessee for now, uh, just catapulted itself out of the national championship race with a 63-38 to loss to South Carolina in a game that I don't think anybody uh, from either program will forget for a very long time. A very, very uh, good day if you're a Gamecock, a, uh, a calamitous day if you are a Tennessee volunteer. We have more to discuss about that game, and we'll do that. Um, but, guys, just a, a, I know you probably don't want to hear tonight, but we got to do it. Just a, ple- just a quick request from our end. Uh, if you could take just a little bit out of your day right now, 60 seconds, 75 seconds, 90 seconds tops, go in there and rate and review and subscribe to this podcast. We sure would appreciate it. Uh, if you're just listening on the website, govals247.com, nothing wrong with that. We love you. No wrong way to consume this podcast. What helps us out the most, though, is if you go in there, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world you can cast the fine pod. You can find this Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We do this for free. We're happy to do it. It's a labor of love. No complaints from our end. Very few complaints from our end, I should say. Uh, but since we're doing it for free, I don't think it's too much to ask to go in there. Rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends that old-fashioned stuff still works too. So tell people that you see around town. Tell, uh, tell, uh, tell people you see at church. Tell people you see uh, walking the dog. Tell people you see anywhere that you see them because uh, this was a bad night for Tennessee, uh, but there will be good nights in the future as well, and we will be here to discuss all of them uh, and we'll do this for free but please rate review and subscribe and tell your friends if you're doing all those things thank you we'd love you if not i award you no points and may god have mercy on your soul patrick diving right back into it tennessee obviously played this game this the end of it without hendon hooker uh, before that going into it though there was another absence uh, senior linebacker Jeremy Banks was not there. Uh, Tennessee has not given an official reason for that. Um, I do not believe it was an injury. I can I can tell you that it wasn't an injury uh, other than what it was or what it was not. I don't know. Um, but in terms of the impact on the game, you know, that's a, one of Tennessee's more productive defensive players. He wasn't out there. I got to think it had something to do with what happened. It's not going to explain 63 points, but – you know, would have been nice to have him. Yeah, and, and like I said, we, there's obviously a lot of rumors flying around as, as there are with some of these things happening. He's obviously um, had some issues in his past. You thought most of those were behind him. Um, but, yeah, you know, if that threw some things off defensively, I mean, it, it, it might have. But, um, I mean, so much just went wrong that it's hard to say, oh, just because they had one guy. That's why it went as bad as it did. I mean, this this defense has been next man up all all season. Um, it's been that way on offense with Cedric Tillman being out too, uh, and Ronald Keaton stepping in. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, did it throw something off? I mean, he, he's he's an energy guy. He's an emotional guy. He's sort of a leader on that side. But um, he wasn't here, and it was up to the other guys to to step up. And um, certainly there were there were failures at every level of the defense, and uh, and not having him definitely hurt but uh, when, when it's this shambolic of a of a disaster it's hard to say that that's the only reason why yeah and and, and we've said several times uh, at least in this podcast already that there were some really really nice plays that Spencer Rattler made tonight and I don't want to take anything away from him Jaheim Bell fantastic football player they got a couple guys who have done some really nice things and some guys who made big plays in this game there were also however a significant number of times where Tennessee had uh, the the Gamecock in front of them on a caught ball on a ball that was caught behind the chains 
and they they just got the first down. I mean, whether it was a bad angle, whether it was – I don't know if effort was an issue at all. I don't know if it was focus. I don't know what it was. Uh, it, in some cases, I think with the safeties, it's just lack of athleticism. Uh, those guys have to be very, very, very good angle takers, and they're just not uh, at times. Um, but it was also, you know, the corners. There were times where plays were right there to be made in front of them, and they just did not make them. And so that gets back to something I think you touched on in the first segment, which is a really good question that's going to have to be answered, I think, is was this just a really bad night or was this something that could have been helped on the front end and it wasn't? Because those are two very different things, right? Because they, if you have the guys to, to – you should not – South Carolina should not score more points on you than anybody else has. That just should not happen, right? It just shouldn't happen. So maybe part of it was just a bad night or the other team having a good night. But I cannot believe there is any valid excuse for what just happened happening. There is no logical reason for that to have happened other than something obviously went very, very wrong. I don't know if it was a plan. I don't know if it was the mindset of the team. I don't know if it was something else that that maybe we haven't heard yet. I don't know. But there is no excuse for that. And I think Hypel paid lip service to it tonight, said they're going to have to go back and look at everything and try to figure out what went wrong here. But if Tennessee wants to be the kind of program it wants to be and the type of program it's funded to be and the type of program it has the resources to be, things like this in a moment like this cannot happen. The bleeding had to be stopped, and it wasn't. Yeah, and, and that gets back to the comment that you touched on that, that I said earlier in the first segment that is this a was this a bad day or was this a, a a moment where you need to look at the bigger picture and say we don't play the right kind of defense I don't want to play this way do you need to overhaul this you know personnel do you need to tell some guys that that have played a lot that we're going to go in a different direction um, you know you you have to figure out. You know some of those roster management questions and some of those things. Um, I, I don't think anybody's getting fired, so let's just cut that now. No one's going to probably get fired. I don't think so, but you need to think. Everything I, has to be on the table, right? As a possibility but you, because no, that that you're in, not in doing that a, moment in that moment like this. You just can't have that. But you're not having a full program review on on Saturday on Sunday. No, 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 no. You're, you're doing that. After you're the doing season. that after the regular season, or you're doing that after the bowl game. Um, I think now it'll probably be after the, the regular season. Um, and some of those roster management things and staff decisions and all that stuff. Um, was giving up 63 points to this, this team a fireable offense? I mean, I don't know how, it, you know, you wouldn't. If it's, if, you, not, if it's not what is. If you said it was, I wouldn't necessarily have a very good argument to counter you um, other than this defense has played a lot better than this in, in some other games and helped Tennessee get to 9-1 and, and two games, potentially two wins away from being in the playoff. Um, and, you know, you have to also wonder if, you know, uh, how many, you know, who can you get? Can you get somebody here that, want, that wants to play on the other side of that offense? Not everybody's going to want to do that because you're going to give up a lot of yards and, and, and things like that. You're going to be on the field a lot. Um, I, I still think, you know, the, the biggest weakness on this team all season has been the secondary. It, it showed up in a – it reared its ugly head in a big way tonight. I think you have to – Start there. I think that's where your, your starting point has to be in yes. terms of uh, the personnel there. Who you're bringing in. you got some corners coming in. Um, who can you maybe go get in the transfer portal? 
you know, can you get some of these guys to develop? Do you, do you like the development there? And, and that's the thing. I mean, they, they've plugged in different guys all season at cornerback, it feels like. Uh, they, and when they haven't been good, they've at least been good enough more often than not. Right. And, you know, they, they, they've had injuries there. Warren Burrell, Kimmel, you know, Kamal Charles and Christian Charles have been out of the lineup. You know, Brandon Turner gets a start, gets hurt, then he stayed in the lineup. Then Nico Slaughter's moved down. Is he a safety? Is he a corner? Um, you know, there's just you have to review all that stuff. I don't think you're going to do all that big picture stuff on the plane back to, to Knoxville. I don't think you're going to do it tomorrow in your staff meeting. Um, those are things that, that are end of the season questions. But yeah, I mean, th- those are the things that you have to, to determine if you're Josh Eiffel. Was uh, was this a bad game or was this a a a sign of, of okay, we need to pivot and maybe go in a different direction? I don't know the answer to that. I know a lot of people right now are knee jerking it and saying. Fire everyone. That's just what this fan base does. That's what every fan base does. Every fan base, yeah. Um, You know, and and so uh, you know, there are a lot of a lot of lot of firing comments. I guess Tennessee fans haven't had one in a while, so they get they get hungry. They were they were they were trying to fire Rick Barnes after the Colorado basketball loss. Some of them. I mean, that's just you you got that fringe element everywhere. That's the lowest. Yeah, I mean, it's the easiest thing to say these days. And um, I don't, however, in this instance, think it is an unfair question to ask. No, if you. You have to look back at this at the end of the season and say, this right here was a chance. It is so hard. It is so hard, Pat, to to have a team that's good enough to potentially be in the chase for a championship and then to win the games to put you in position to maybe compete for one. You, you It is so hard and, 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 and so hard in this league. It is so hard in this country. Everybody's got good players. Not everybody. High school programs across the country are doing better and better jobs of strength and conditioning. More people have more players. There's more academies throughout the year to get these guys ready. Everybody's got players. Not. It is so, so hard. Do, what Bama and Georgia have done in Ohio State, that is not the norm. It, you want it to be, but it, but it's not. It, for most cases, it's not, right? Go hire Nick Saban if you want that. But what I'm saying is to get into a position like this, you have got to capitalize when you're in this position. And if you lose, it needs to be because the other team just had better players. South Carolina does not have a better roster than Tennessee. Tennessee has beaten teams this season that it has inferior players or an inferior roster to. South Carolina does not have a better and, roster than and, Tennessee. It just doesn't. And those performances will be taken into account when the whole scope of everything is looked at sure, at the end sure. of the season. So, um, you know, it, it's easy, I think, to sit here and, and in this moment and say, you need to, you know, this needs to be done or that needs to be done. This is not the time. This is not, you know, and, and I think we've heard Hypel say this. He has to take emotion out of these things. Um, and make these decisions, and, and <laughs> the hours after you lose sixty three thirty eight is not the time to to make big decisions like that. Hell no. Um, so, but that's just something they're gonna have to look at at the end of the season. Um, and, and again, I mean, going into this game, you know, they had played offenses that were not great. They played a good offense in Georgia, held them under four hundred yards, well, because of the rain, whatever. Um, but Kentucky's not a great offense. Missouri's not a great offense. South Carolina was a great offense, but they had a very explosive day on you. So um, it, it, it is a bad day. It should hurt. It, sh- it should make you mad if you're a Tennessee fan. I don't want to tell anybody how to feel or what to think. Um, and, and it's going to be weird it, even if they end up beating Vanderbilt next week, winning a bowl game, winning a New Year's Six game. If, if they get there, that's a whole other conversation you can have later But uh, on how that works because uh, judging by our message board, it's it's unfamiliar territory for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so it is, um, and understandably, because Tennessee hasn't been in this conversation for a while. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this could still be a great season, 
but this is always going to be looked at as like a loss that uh, you know ruined it ruined what it could have been it's going to be hard it's to get sour it's it. going to be hard to get this skid mark off the shorts pat it just is like it, it's and, bad it's bad and you have to wonder and, and and the question is 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 it going to be a bump in the road or is it going to be something the fork in the road that went the wrong way right i mean is it going to be big picture not a big deal or is it going to be ultimately bad day that's the that's the question that you're that we're all kind of pondering right now and uh certainly as uh for tennessee fans i'm sure there's a lot of just uh dejection anger all those emotions right now um because this team had a lot to play for um it had a lot on the line i think it was capable of uh, of certainly i mean they were more than three touchdown favorites in this game. They'll be big favorites against Vanderbilt. Maybe we'll see. I, I guess. The oh line, no! I, I guess the line. It, it still has to be right. I guess the line, and and, and that's going to be. It, it's going to be a. This is going to be a big week for this program, spinning this forward, because Vanderbilt's going to. They're going to think they have a chance to beat you. Vanderbilt sure. has a chance to win and go to go to a bowl game. You watch this, and FCS team thinks it's got a puncher's chance. Right. I mean, Tennessee is going to be basically where South Carolina was last week, where its defense sucks, can't stop anybody. It's a disaster. They need to fire everyone. Um, they're going to have to pick themselves off the mat, and they're going to have to go play a team that's feeling really good about themselves and should. Vanderbilt's beaten Kentucky and Florida in the past two weeks. Clark Lee is, I mean, doing a great job over there. I mean, yeah, yes. I mean, no they, question. Uh, from where he, where that program was coming off that, that 2020 season where they were not competitive, they lost every game. Um, Vanderbilt's going to be feeling good, and they're going to be ready to take you out. You're going to be feeling sorry for yourself because you just lost your playoff chances. We'll see what happens with Hinton Hooker. Might have a backup quarterback, um, and, and this is a big week for this program to pick itself off the mat and say, "That's one loss. It's not going to. It's not going to beat us again. We're going to. We're going to rebound and we're going to play better." Um, and, and and Jerome Carvin said after the game, "This it's on the leaders to do this." So um, this is a big week. This is a bad night for Tennessee. No other two ways about it. It's a bad night because your defense was embarrassing. It's a bad night because your quarterback got hurt. Um, and a player that's been bigger than just just a quarterback, um, and, and now it's about what you do with it. And so uh, we saw Tennessee come out after Georgia. You know, it was a close game for a little while. Can they can they rebound and, and put this one behind them um, and still try to make something good out of the season? Because if you think it's sour now, you lose to Vanderbilt and South Carolina to end the season, and and, and certainly. Uh, there will, the the tenor of the season changes greatly if that's what happens. And yeah, the the, 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 do, the goodwill is 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 expiring at that point, and, and and that would be disappointing because this team has has been a joy to watch. They've been great. Um, it seems like a very well liked team by a lot of fans. Yeah. Um, but now they're it's it's a I, I, it's a seminal crossroad moment for this program. Because any season you lose to Vanderbilt, it's not going to be a good season. Um, and, and it's going to be a tricky game because, like I said, Vanderbilt's going to be feeling good. They're going to be feeling confident. You're going to be licking your wounds and, and probably dwelling on this game. What went wrong? How did it go so wrong? And, and you got to you got to put this behind you and, and move on. And, and only time's going to tell if they're able to do that. And we'll have a lot more to discuss about, about that in the coming days. Obviously, it's a big week coming up with Thanksgiving and all that. We'll still have our podcast. We'll still have our coverage on the site. Uh, to, it's still a work week, so there will still be stuff going on. We'll have more coverage from this game on the site. We'll have uh, the, the whole range of videos and stories, and we'll be on the board and everything. And then uh, we'll, we'll be back on Monday with the podcast, and maybe something about this will make more sense then. I kind of doubt it, but 
maybe. So until then, guys, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for being here. And you know what, Pat? Thank thank you thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being here, Pat. You're welcome. There's that button, and now I can say. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We always say that, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ben McKee is Ben McKee 14 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And if you just want Tennessee news on Twitter, nothing else, you can get that at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247 where we update that throughout the day, all day, every day, mostly with Tennessee news, uh, but also with news that we think Falls fans will find interesting. Uh, But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the source, go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets for coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball. Nobody, and I mean nobody, covers Tennessee baseball the way that we do. Also, no one covers the Lady Vols that we do. The award-winning Maria Cornelius does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us all season long. You can get all of that at GoVols247.com. You've also got access there to two forums that run around the clock, got the checkerboard and the summit, where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with us, with thousands of Tennessee fans across the world, and with us who are on the staff. Uh, and, and no one has a more uh, active board with the, the staff members than us. We are proud to be there all the time answering any question that you've got, and you get all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That is all that it costs, and that's after a quick free trial. And once you pay us that reasonable rate, which is, again, less than one mediocre lunch per month, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, uh, which is an excellent, growing behemoth of a streaming arm there with us here at CBS, Paramount, Viacom, etc. You get every show CBS has ever made commercial-free. You get new movies. You get classic movies that rotate in every single month. Uh, You also get just tons of original content, tons of great original Paramount Plus content. And you also uh, get access to the vaults of uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Smithsonian, uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, something for the entire family. All of that, all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That That is so much stuff. So much stuff. That's a bunch of stuff. Less than one lunch a month. That's all that it costs. So go to GoVols247.com and do that. Take advantage of that. Tell your friends to go do that. Again, thank you for listening. You can always go subscribe to us on every content uh, item, everywhere you can get a podcast. You can get this podcast. So please go do that. Thank you for listening again. And uh, be kind to each other, guys. Just try to be kind to each other. There's just not nearly enough people in this world being kind to each other and having basic human empathy and dignity. Let's be better to each other. Let's be good. See you guys.
Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.